RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Now, something very serious. I want to play you the soundtrack of a video that was posted yesterday on Rumble by Coronavirus Plushie. Now, we communicate. He keeps in touch and he tells me when he's finished productions and they're posted online. And I enjoy looking at his work. But this one, I think I should share with you. The title of the video is, They told us it was safe for pregnant and breastfeeding women. Then the Pfizer docs were released. Okay? So in this video, I'm going to split it into two parts. The first part, which sort of sets it up, and the second part, which then, well, you'll see. It's not pretty. So in the first part of this video, a couple of minutes, and you're listening to the soundtrack, remember here, you'll hear the voices of Dr. Nikki Turner, the medical director of the Immunization Advisory Centre here in New Zealand, IMAC. Christina Mallon, chair of the Midwifery Council of New Zealand. Remember these names. Dr. Michelle Wise, Auckland obstetrician, gynaecologist. Dr. Cara Ocassini-Gaffer of South Auckland. Dr. Sarah Corbett from Auckland. Dr. Nairi Anderson of North Shore. Dr. Sean Pocock from Gisborne. Dr. Kate Groom of Auckland. Dr. Emma Jackson of Christchurch. Dr. Lee Duncan of Hawke's Bay. And Dr. Isabel Camano of Waikato. Listen to this. Kia ora. So COVID disease is very worrying for pregnant women, as we all know that you can get a lot sicker with COVID when you're pregnant, higher risk of miscarriage and losing your baby. So it's really good to know that COVID vaccine is very effective in pregnant women. Got lots of international data now showing that the vaccination works really well with pregnant women. It's got a really good safety profile. And and just to clarify that, you know, the New Zealand um, midwives, your, your position, New Zealand College of Midwives, your position is um, this is absolutely safe even if there are sort of people that maybe have a different idea. Yeah and the midwifery council is the same the regulatory be same as the medical and nursing council we're all on the same page on this so yeah. My name is Dr Michelle Wise and I am an obstetrician in Auckland and a researcher at the University of Auckland Medical School. We have been hearing so many questions from pregnant women who are considering getting the vaccine so I thought who better to ask then my obstetrician friends from around New Zealand. Pregnant women, you're a priority for vaccination. Up to a third of women who get um, Delta in pregnancy ending up sick enough to be in hospital. So if you're pregnant, thinking of becoming pregnant or breastfeeding, I strongly recommend vaccination against COVID-19 for your health and the health of your baby. We are recommending that pregnant women at any stage of the pregnancy get the vaccine. It improves maternal safety and therefore improves pregnancy outcomes. Lots of women having had the vaccination and showing no effect on future fertility and being able to subsequently conceive after having the vaccine. In my view, the vaccination for Wahini Hapu is an absolute must. Get the jab and get New Zealand safe. So many good reasons to go ahead and get the vaccination. And it's great we've got a lot of data now to reassure ourselves that this is a good thing to do in pregnancy. Kia ora. And I must point out that those are clips of people talking from different webinars, different announcements, different media appearances in 2021-22, okay? And that list was in the order that they spoke. All right, so I told you the list of names of those people speaking in part one, because I'm breaking this video into two parts, part one that you've just heard. Now get ready for part two. 
And in this section, which is longer, you'll hear the voices of Clayton Morris, host of The Redacted Show, Naomi Wolf, American feminist author and now researcher, Sonia Elijah, investigative reporter, Dr. Ryan Cole, pathologist and virology expert, Bronwyn Robinson, COVID-19 immunisation education facilitator from IMAC, that's the New Zealand organisation, the Immunisation Advisory Centre. Dr. Helen Pertussis-Harris, vaccinologist, director of the Vaccine Data Link and Research Group VEDAR, associate professor and undergraduate and postgraduate lecturer in the School of Population Health at the University of Auckland. Jeremy Wells, Seven Sharp, he's asking a question in this. Dr. Mary Nolan, senior advisor at IMAC. Dr. Peter McCullough, globally recognised cardiac expert and a guest on this program a few weeks ago, and Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, at the time Director General of Health in New Zealand. Other voices you hear in this section, I've already covered off naming them because they were in part one. You ready for this? Try and stay on your chair. Well, did Pfizer, the CDC, the FDA all know of severe adverse effects from the vaccine among pregnant women and breastfed babies going back as far as 2021 and maybe even before that? Well, it turns out Pfizer's own documents may show exactly that. Investigative journalist Sonia Elijah has been pouring through this new latest round of documents from Pfizer and has this breaking story for us. Sonia, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Thank you, Clayton, for having me back on. Absolutely. And to be clear, we should point out that these documents aren't some pile of conspiracy papers on somebody's desk. These documents come from Pfizer, do they not? Absolutely, 100%. These are, this is Pfizer's own data, Pfizer's own review. What have you found so far? Yeah, and I just wanted to just mention off the bat that, remember, the FDA wanted these documents and Pfizer, they wanted these documents to remain hidden from the public until 2096. So the documents uh, that 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 uh, were court order, they were released by court order. And so there, uh, this this document that I found was in the recent uh, April data dump and it covered uh, the time from drug development through to end of february 2021 the document was signed off uh, 20th of april 2021 the batch of pfizer clinical trial documents released in april 2023 by the food and drug administration fda under court order contains a shocking eight-page document titled quote pregnancy and lactation cumulative review the data in the cumulative review span, quote, from the time of drug product development to February 28th, 2021. This document is among those horrifying yet to emerge into public view. It reveals that both Pfizer and the FDA knew by early 2021 that Pfizer's mRNA COVID vaccine BNT162B2, that's the one that was rolled out for everybody, resulted in horrible damage to fetuses and babies. Pfizer tabulated. Remember, these are internal documents. These are Pfizer's words. There's three things that, that this document shows, Clayton. Firstly, the vaccine crosses the placenta to the fetus. What the report that I, I analyzed, they were talking about that these fetuses were exposed to the vaccine via the transplacental route, uh, transplacentally going through the placenta. I'm gonna grab this from under the desk. This is starting to arrive. These are placentas. 
These are placentas coming from obstetric colleagues around the country. This particular one is from a nurse hospital, eight months pregnant, required to get the jab to keep her job very shortly thereafter, unfortunately, intrauterine fetal demise. I know you guys talked to a couple other colleagues that went over that kind of mm-hmm. data. The mRNA in this vaccine is eliminated within hours to days within the cells at the injection site, but also um, um, during during the process to the lymph node. It doesn't. It's not something that passes to the placenta. These placentas have spike protein in them. Throughout the document, you have terms like the fetus was exposed to the vaccine transplacentally. So via the placenta. Michaela, I hope I'm saying your name right, um, wants to know, can you please clarify that no constituents of the vaccine cross the placenta? I don't know what a constituent is, but I hope one of you experts do. The the ingredients, essentially, of the vaccine. Got you. Um, Because this vaccine is so basic, it only has the mRNA, so that's your active ingredient. And then you've just got fats, sugars and salts so they're really really easy um, to see whether or not the mRNA goes through they can test it in the breast milk the other excipients are found naturally in your body other than the polyethyl glycol which is a man-made lipid or fat Um, and that's found readily in lots of things like cosmetics um, some foods unfortunately um, and you know lots of day-to-day products that that we use, um, but all the all those other ingredients are naturally found. Um, so we know that we're only looking for the active ingredient, which is the mRNA, and that's easy to trace. And I, I think the the main question is is that those those things that you're talking about, those ingredients, they're not crossing the placenta. There's no evidence to say that that's been happening. No, these placentas have spike protein in them. And, and as I said, they're all natural. So even if they did cross the placenta, it's not going to be any, not going to cause any harm. These placentas are the wrong size for the gestational age. These placentas right. are calcified. These placentas have induced excess inflammation in them. Um, and the mRNA breaks down so quickly, um, it just isn't found in there. Uh, in a paper by Fertig and colleagues, the messenger RNA is found circulating in blood for at least two weeks, and the curves were not going down. That's as long as they look. Awesome. Does anybody else have any thoughts on, on that, Chris? I could see you nodding away there. Are you just being encouraging, or do you want to add? Oh, always been encouraging. That's good. But, um, yeah. No, I was just yeah, saying what Bronwyn, yeah, is, that's exactly right. It's, um, yeah, it's not an issue. We don't have, um, we don't see the vaccine or any of its things in the placentas that we study. These placentas have spike protein in them. There's so many known risks. There's so many harms related. Uh, not only, you know, the spike protein is one thing, but you have the lipid nanoparticles, which are toxic. Don't forget two of the four uh, lipids in the uh, lipid nanoparticles are highly toxic, completely novel and never authorized before in any medicinal product. You have over half of the pregnancy cases, so over half of the 458 pregnancy cases reporting adverse events, and that includes events like spontaneous abortion. There were 53 uh, reported uh, events of spontaneous abortion, which means miscarriage, and other events like lymphadenopathy. This is for the mothers. 
you had, this is really alarming, you have further six cases involving babies exposed to the vaccine, again, transplacentally, leading to premature delivery. And I'm just going to read a few of these cases. They're so alarming. So you have a case of a baby, um, the mother receiving the second dose After the second dose of the vaccine, um, the baby was delivered at 35 weeks. It was premature delivery. And uh, the baby actually, before it was even delivered, there was reports of uh, fetal tachycardia. And that's when the heartbeat uh, is over 180 beats per minute. Uh, Then it led to premature delivery. And then the clinical outcome is just unknown for this baby. We have not found any safety concerns at all with being vaccinated while you're pregnant. You have another case uh, of a fetus. So the mother receiving the vaccine during her second trimester, babies exposed again to the vaccine transplacentally, leads to premature labour. The baby is delivered live but passes away one day later. And the cause of death is uh, severe respiratory distress. You have another case of a baby just dying, um, you know, after being delivered. Again, you have this severe respiratory distress. And I can go on and on. It's not a live vaccine. There's no virus in it. Really safe for the mother and really safe for the fetus. Nikki, what about anyone who's pregnant or breastfeeding? Is it safe for them? Yes, this vaccine is definitely recommended highly for pregnant people and breastfeeding people. Two, we know that breastfeeding infants were indirectly exposed to the vaccine via via the transmammary route, so via the breast milk. Um, If you had the vaccine while you're breastfeeding, does your baby get any of the vaccine? No, so the studies show that um, none of the mRNA comes through in the breast milk. The mRNA breaks down so fast that um, there's no way it would make it there, Um, but those antibodies linger. um, So it's really beneficial to, to baby for having breast milk after the vaccine. You have a fifth of the lactation cases reporting adverse events. So a fifth of the 215 lactation cases reported, uh, again, you have these infants being indirectly exposed to the vaccine via the breast milk. Um, You have over 40 listed adverse events. There's like a table. Again, this is a screenshot, it's in my report. These adverse events include facial paralysis, lymphadenopathy, and blurred vision. For the kids. For the kids, for the infants. Oh, my God. Any comment, Helen, on that? That the vaccine doesn't go into the breast milk in the first place. And, but if, if you think that through, even if it did, <laughs> um, it's unlikely to, um, to be a problem anyway. Mm. Um, but it doesn't. No safety concerns. Mm. Pfizer also recorded multiple harms to babies through the milk of vaccinated mothers. I can't see any reason why you wouldn't want to um, give um, infants breast milk from mothers who have been vaccinated, um, because if there is passive antibody transfer, then it's it's uh, you know there is passive antibody, but if it's protective, then it's you know it's going to provide protection. According to Pfizer, in the cumulative review, 19% or 41 out of 215 of babies in Pfizer's records exposed to the company's COVID mRNA vaccine via their mother's breast milk were recorded as suffering from 48 different categories of adverse events, and these are on. 
Pfizer's page six and seven, meaning Rochelle Walensky had this chart. The FDA had this chart. There's no reason why any components of the vaccine um, will get into the breast milk. And if they did, they would be rapidly um, digested by the um, infants. Categories you see right here on Daily Clout lifted from the Pfizer documents. Pyrexia, fever, infant irritability, diarrhea, illness, suppressed lactation, breast milk discoloration. We've talked about that before. Infantile vomiting, lethargy, pain, peripheral coldness, urticaria, hives, vomiting, abdominal discomfort, agitation, allergy to vaccination. No safety concerns. This is one of the vaccines that we know more about and has been tested in more people like than anything else in history. So I really feel strongly that this is a hundred percent clear. This is the right thing to do. It is the right time to do it. Uh, Your moment is now. Just get the job. Beautiful. Some of the baby's suffering was serious. There were 10, quote, this is Pfizer's language, serious adverse events, end quote, SAEs from, quote, exposure via lactation. So we broke this story months ago, but now Pfizer themselves are saying you expose your baby to the vaccine if you're a vaccinated mom when you are breastfeeding. We're sure it's a really good thing to breastfeed your babies and to be vaccinated while you're breastfeeding. Remember, Clayton, they always said it just stays in the shoulder, right? Do you remember what they were saying? It's Uh, localized. It's localized, doesn't travel... When the vaccine is administered into the muscle in your arm, it's fairly quickly metabolized um, and and leaves your body. The vaccine's taken up at the injection site. It doesn't actually diffuse throughout the body. Rolkin and colleagues has found messenger RNA in the vaccinated in lymph nodes for months. It looks like the body's not clearing it out. We know there were biodistribution studies. This is in the preclinical studies that the FDA knew about where the lipid nanoparticles travel to the ovaries. Uh, we have studies, animal studies done that show the lipid nanoparticles go to the placenta. Um, and just recently, um, actually end of, end of last year, there was a study, Hannah et al., where the researchers revealed they, they found trace amounts of the COVID-19 vaccine mRNA in breast milk. None of the mRNA comes through in the breast milk. They knew They have a chart that the materials, the lipid nanoparticles, the polyethylene glycol, the spike protein, the mRNA biodistribute after the injection within 48 hours to all throughout the body, including the lymph and the blood of which breast milk is made up. The, the vaccine doesn't go into the breast milk in the first place. and But if, if you think that through, even if it did... <laughs> um, <laughs> So they knew the materials would go into the breast milk. They were looking for it and they found it. And they found four women, as we've reported earlier, with blue-green discolored breast milk. And now they found babies, a chart of babies getting sick and some seriously sick and some hospitalized from nursing from their mRNA vaccinated moms. And it's the same with breastfeeding. No safety concerns at all. Um, You don't need to stop breastfeeding for the vaccine and protection passes to the baby through the breast milk. But they knew all this, right? They had this real world observational data from early 2021. And this review, this cumulative review was through from the drug development through to end of February 2021. 
So they swept it under the rug. The CDC, the FDA swept it under the rug and hid it from people. Yes. And this is before the big push to get the pregnant women and lactating women vaccinated. So So they had this data. That's what I wanted to ask you. The timetable here. What happened after that? Sort of the marketing, the pushing of, yeah, it's safe for pregnant women. Go and do it. I remember seeing the head of the CDC on television talking about pregnant women. Go, Go out and get go out and get vaccinated. It's all, it's all safe. They were lying. They absolutely knew that that was the case. I absolutely believe so. They misled the public. They had the data. They misled the public because this report was signed off on 20th of April, 2021. FDA would have received it. Three days later, you have the CDC saying it's safe and effective for pregnant women. I mean, words fail me. Words fail me. The FDA signed off on this document showing dead babies, sick babies, dead from the injection, sick from nursing, the spontaneous abortions, or dead subsequent to the injection, the respiratory distress, babies hospitalized. Really safe for the mother and really safe for the fetus. They looked at lactation, meaning they knew there would be something wrong with lactation or there could be something wrong with lactation. This is a new, a whole new tranche released just this past month of internal secret Pfizer documents that the FDA asked to keep hidden for 75 years. Well, now we know these monsters looked at whether the babies would get sick and die or whether the fetuses would spontaneously abort. And they did, and they saw that they did, and they kept going. This was just three months into the rollout. So now you scale that up. They kept going. They looked at whether babies would get sick from nursing, from vaccinated mothers, and they saw that they did, and they kept going. What is the CDC, what are the FDA saying now for pregnant women? What are their guidelines say currently in 2023? They're still saying the same thing, Clayton, that it's totally safe and effective for pregnant women. And I mean, they rely on a study, a retrospective study, where they say there were 60,000 pregnant women and it showed that it was so safe, but they miss out, they omit so many things. It's a, that was a very biased study. Actually, only 10,000 women were vaccinated, not the 60,000. And of those 10,000, uh, the vaccine was, was administered to the women who were uh, only 1% of women in their first trimester were vaccinated. The majority were in the second and third trimester where that you're less likely to get a miscarriage. So this is a confounding factor. It leads to bias. So the results were totally skewed. Now, if you were to reanalyze the study, which many scientists, prominent scientists have done, the miscarriage rate is sky high. Oh, when you take just... into account the first trimester just heartbreaking. I mean, on a human level, just think, right? You're a pregnant mom. You're being told by your government that this is the right thing to do to protect you, to protect your family. So all of these government officials, you know, you work a busy job. You're not deep, knee deep in the data like you are, like I am, right? And they're, they're, they're trusting their government officials to do the right thing. So I would like to reiterate that there is now very clear evidence from experience globally, indeed our experience here, that vaccination is not just safe, but is highly protective for pregnant people. And there are no additional safety concerns in pregnancy. Vaccination at any time in pregnancy helps, and so I'd encourage anyone who is pregnant to talk to their health professional about getting vaccinated if you haven't already. They get one of these vaccines, and 
their hopes and dreams of having a child that's been their dream for years and they lose their baby. It's absolutely, it just makes me want to cry. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's, it's tragic. It's a tragedy. Um, and, and it's, but them being deliberate, so misled. I mean, that's the thing. And essentially they're being lied to, right? The doctors, I don't think are doing their own research. They don't read the data. They don't, you know, they just, they go along with what the health authorities, what the CDC says. The same in the UK, you know, that they just, yeah, whatever, you know, the NHS is, again, they're, 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 they've, they shared the same sort of view that these vaccines and they encouraged it for, for pregnant women very early on around the spring of 2021. And they continue to lie. That's the bottom line. OK, so there's part two of the video by Coronavirus Plushie that he's put together from all the content out there. And yes, I know it was a bit of a listen, but you kind of had to sit through it to believe it. OK, so... Public health experts like Dr. Nikki Turner, professor at the University of Auckland and medical director of the Immunisation Advisory Centre, Dr. Helen Batasis harris here comes the list, vaccinologist, director of the Vaccine Data Link and Research Group VADAR, associate professor and undergraduate and postgraduate lecturer in the School of Population Health at the University of Auckland, media spokesperson on vaccines and vaccination and science communicator, and Dr. Ashley Bloomfield regularly found themselves in positions of educating the country's medical professionals on the topic of COVID vaccine safety. They were experts. Yeah, experts that Kiwis were encouraged to listen to and look to for advice during the pandemic. They told us emphatically that the vaccine was really safe for pregnant mothers and their developing babies, and that it was perfectly safe to take while breastfeeding. Helen Patusses harris Nikki Turner and Ashley Bloomfield claimed repeatedly that the vaccine is taken up at the injection site and that it did not diffuse throughout the body. This was not true and could be easily seen in Pfizer's own biodistribution data, which was available prior to the vaccine rollout to pregnant and breastfeeding women that showed the lipid nanoparticles had travelled through the body and pulled in the organs. This evidence varied so much from their talking points that it should have warranted a complete halt to the program, while further independent research was conducted. Folks, that never happened. Dr. Helen Patusses harris told us, remember, that the vaccine components did not travel to the placenta. So what evidence was she relying on when she made the statement? That's the question. Big question. We know now that spike protein, which is the inflammatory, problematic part of the COVID virus that the COVID vaccine stimulates the production of in the body, has been found in placentas, where it was not meant to be. Helen also told us that the vaccine didn't get into the breast milk of breastfeeding mothers and laughed. Ha 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 ha. In fact, let's hear that laugh again. If you think that through, even if it did... <laughs> um, <laughs> It's unlikely to um, to be a problem. <laughs> and there were no safety concerns. Again, what evidence was she relying on to make these bold, yeah, bold claims? 
Did they read the Pfizer documents available at the time? They were there. If they did, did they choose to ignore the clear safety concerns that were outlined? If they didn't, how could they claim to be an expert when they neglected to seek out evidence of potential harm for this vulnerable population in our society, mothers and babies? Either way, these experts and so-called professionals have failed us. They have failed in their role of providing essential information to the New Zealand public for them to be able to make informed decisions and to give informed consent. I know organisations like VFF were highlighting these Pfizer documents and the safety signal at the time and were being labelled by these experts as disinformation spreaders for their efforts. Dr. Bloomfield, Dr. Turner and Dr. Patussis Harris, we would like to invite you to come on RCR and explain how you were able to make such bold claims of the safety of COVID vaccines for pregnant and breastfeeding women in the face of clear evidence to the contrary. We want to know how you plan to be accountable for the harm your assumptions, statements and advice have caused to not only pregnant women and their babies in New Zealand, but to the trust and confidence Kiwis have in the medical profession. Okay? Oh, and you can find the video link prepared by video blogger Coronavirus Plushie on our website at realitycheck.radio forward slash Pfizer Pregnancy Docs. You'll also find a replay of the segment when it's up online. Please share the link wide. Share it wide. And we'll be adding links to other information related to this topic as well. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.